Listeners, the time for an awakening on Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new millennia. This is a history and current events program from a cultural perspective. We find this program necessary because Hosea 4, 6 states, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, but we as a people We'll turn this around. Proverbs 4, 7 states, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Thought I'd get, get an understanding. Again, welcome to the program this evening with your hosts, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. The number to reach us to join the conversation this evening is 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. We're streaming live at several locations. You can go to timeforanawakening.com which is the homepage and catch the live stream at that location. You can go to www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. Again, that's www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening and catch the live stream there also. You can catch us at bb2me.com forward slash time for an awakening. That's A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I forward slash time for an awakening and the live stream is playing there. Or you can download the TuneIn radio app to any of your devices. TuneIn is a free app. In that TuneIn search engine, just type in Time for an Awakening. There you'll see the icon. And you can stream the program live, even into your car, if you had the Bluetooth capabilities or the auxiliary connection. Again, that's Time for an Awakening radio program with the live stream on the TuneIn app. Drop us an email at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Again, that's timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Com. Time for an Awakening also has a fan page on Facebook. In that Facebook search engine, just type in Time for an Awakening radio program. There you always hear interesting content being posted daily by myself or by Brother Richard. And do me a favor before you leave that page, just hit that like button. That's Time for an Awakening radio program with the fan page on Facebook and Time for an Awakening media is there. Always full of the latest podcasts of the various programs on Time for an Awakening interesting articles that you can read, download at later times, and share with your friends. Also, check out that Time for an Awakening Marketplace in our partnership with the BB Toomey. Always interesting things in the marketplace all the time. Various African language classes, classes on education, economics, social systems, health, and much, much more being taught by professors on both the continent and in the diaspora. So again, make that one of your favorites. Put that in your address bar. That's timeforanawakening.com. Timeforanawakening.com will take you straight to Time for an Awakening Media. It's 7.07 here in the city of Philadelphia on this uh, chilly Sunday evening, and we're in the Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Interesting program planned for you today. Uh, two sets of special guests in the first hour. We're going to talk with medical and holistic doctor and director of the Abundant Life Clinic in Washington, D.C. Dr. Abdul Ali Muhammad is with us this evening. 
and in the second hour, pharmacologist, global clinical research, biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson, and biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasabia Solomon, will be joining us. You know what the subject is, COVID-19, the variants, and black America. We'll be right back to get the program started after a brief word from our sponsors. Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, brothers and sisters, our friends and, and our enemies. Everybody is here. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American-owned and operated insurance agency in business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. RG Electrical Inspections provides electrical inspections for realtors, licensed electricians, and homeowners. Licensed and insured underwriter, serving Philadelphia and surrounding area. Call today, 484-268-9837. Overworked? Suffering with an underperforming company, headache customer, staff, or vendors? Or are you a startup who wants to get it right the first time and avoid the costly mistakes? We turned a $24,000 a year odd job handyman service into a seven-figure high-end custom home builder and commercial contractor licensed and operating in three states. This is just one transformation created for entrepreneurs like you in various industries around the country. Not what you're used to from accounting and business consulting? Well, welcome to New Business Solutions. If you're ready to go beyond advising, coaching, and training and get implemented results, call 301-244-9072. Let New Business Solutions apply the best comprehensive administrative accounting, operations, human resources, management, sales, and marketing to help you actualize your vision for yourself and your company. From anywhere nationally, call 301-244-9072. Spelled new as in numerous on your device right now. Book your free consultation at newbusinesssolutions.com. History is a clock that people use to tell their political and cultural time of day. 
It is also a compass that people use to find themselves on the map of human geography. History tells of people where they have been and what they have been, where they are and what they are. Most important, history tells a people where they still must go, what they still must be. The relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. From antiquity to the present, our people need to develop a new paradigm. It's time for an awakening with your host, Brother Elliot. Sundays, 7 p.m., Fridays at 8 p.m. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit us up at Time for an Awakening at gmail.com. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening at 712. Here in this Sunday edition here in Philadelphia, in the Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Before we get started with our program, I want to welcome in my co-host, Philadelphia activist and tour guide at the African American Museum here in Philadelphia at 7th and Arch Street. Brother Richard is with us. Brother Richard. Yes, sir, Brother Elliot. No worries, sir. Oh, I'm, down, I'm doing fine. You know, the chill is here now. I see the temperature dropping um, further and further. Um, but, um, um, you know, all is good except for the new the new variation, which um, I'm hoping Dr. Lehman and others will help us get a better handle on what's going on out here. <laughs> yeah, the temperature is dropping, but these infections is going up daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that we can reach out to uh, medical experts and bring them on the program to talk with the listening audience about what's really going on, not spouting party lines, uh, not just willy-nilly telling everybody to get uh, shots in their arms, <clears throat> but to give people options and real information to what's going on. Our first guest in the first hour is medical and holistic doctor and director of the Abundant Life Clinic in Washington, D.C. Dr. Aleem Muhammad is with us. Assalamu alaikum, doctor. Wa alaikum salam. How are you, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard? Uh, how you doing now? How are you, sir? Fine, fine. And you're right, it is getting cold. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, Dr. Lean. We can try to make it like, I, you know, I'm so, I got some abnormality or something. It's cold. Well, according to the, uh, the president, uh, so called, uh, he's predicting a very dark, cold winter. I know it. I saw that. <laughs> he's, he's claiming it's going to be a winter of death for the unvaccinated. This oh. is what he's saying publicly out of his mouth. Yeah, the well, Oval Office of the White House. Yeah, well, we see. Listen, Doctor Lehman, and I, I want you to kind of go into this. We see that uh, after a year of them doing different shots in people's arms and uh, this COVID nineteen morphing into other variations, whether it's Delta the beta Omicron, Omicron, uh, that uh, the disease is spreading, it's morphing, and whether you're unvaccinated or vaccinated, in fact, most of these cases now has been with people vaccinated, they're still catching and spreading this disease. Uh, Let's go into it. You know, Dr. Lane, you can open up any way you want, but what I want you to, to really do is focusing because the last time you were with us, and that might have been, uh, I think, at the beginning of the end of summer, either the beginning of the fall. Um, yeah, about six months ago. I yeah, think. I think you at that time you were starting the phase one of the clinical trial. I think now you're in phase two. 
So I, I want to talk about that also. But uh, let, yeah. let's start with this uh, these variants and what's going on. Okay, well, yeah, that is a good place to start. Um, and you, you see, one of the things that we're dealing with is misinformation, disinformation, and we're dealing with misdirection. It's just like a matador misdirects the bull. The bull goes after the red flag, the red banner. And he doesn't see that the matador has a spike in his hand behind his back. And so the bull goes rushing for the red flag and gets stuck with the spike. So that's actually the play. And I hope I can make that very clear as we go along in this hour. See, there's something hoaxy about this whole COVID-19 pandemic, and some call it a pandemic. But see, the hoax, and people get enthralled by pointing out all of the irregularities, the inconsistencies, the contradictions, the flat-out lies and flip-flops. They get, they get enthralled by all of that as though it's entertainment. But in fact, that's just a distraction from the real agenda. The hoax is just the cover for the killing of folks. The real agenda is depopulation. Now let's look at this 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 issue of variance. I think the last time I was on your program, I quoted the Nobel laureate, Dr. Luc Montagnier, who pointed out the obvious to any doctor, that the worst thing that you could do in the middle of a pandemic is to begin a vaccine campaign. Because if you do that, all that you are going to do is cause the virus that's uh, allegedly circulating in the community, all you're going to do is cause that virus to mutate into something that's more contagious, more, more lethal. And that's all we're seeing. Every time they begin a vaccine campaign, even though we know the shot is not really a vaccine, the CEO of Moderna calls it what it is. It's an operating system such as you would put into a computer. Only, of course, we know this is being injected into human beings and animals as well. And so um, when uh, you do this, when you begin to inject people with a circulating virus in the community, all you're going to do is produce mutants. So you have the alpha, the beta, the gamma, the delta, the epsilon, the lu, the mu, now they're talking about the Omicron. Well, let's take a look at this Omicron, which is threatening to shut everything down for a second, third, or fourth time. Depends on where you live on the planet. If you're living in Australia, you've been shut down in a prison camp for almost two years. Not so bad if you live in Philadelphia. You've only been shut down in a limited way. But the shutdown is really pretty much global. So now the Omicron variant uh, was reported out of South Africa, but it was actually isolated from the bodies of four travelers in Botswana. They, they were four travelers, unidentified, traveling under diplomatic passports from an unknown country. And the um, so-called Omicron variant was uh, isolated from their bodies and sent for, for, for laboratory analysis to South Africa. And that's why the reports came from South Africa. But 
the foreign travelers of unknown origin that produced the Omicron variant in their bodies was in Botswana. Now, Africa uh, seems to be relatively unscathed by COVID-19. The only Africans that are dying from the COVID-19 pandemic are the presidents that speak out against the vaccine campaign and the unlucky or stupid Africans that take the shot. Only 6% of Africans have been vaccinated, and so Africa has the lowest rate of COVID-19 infections and deaths and hospitalizations. Mm -hmm. The countries that have the highest rates of vaccination have the highest rates of deaths, hospitalizations, and severe cases of what they are calling breakthrough COVID cases. And for the reason that I just mentioned, the worst thing that you can do is start a vaccine campaign in the middle of a pandemic. So in Israel, where they have almost 100% vaccination rate, you have the highest rates of death and hospitalization. In Gibraltar, where they boast that they have 100% vaccination rate, okay, they also have a skyrocketing death rate. So wherever they have vaccinated people, in the United States, we have 61% of the population that's vaccinated, that's, that's received at least two shots. Well, that's where all of the deaths are occurring. And so the hopes, when we pull away the red flag that has the uh, bull in rage, when we pull it away and uncover the truth, the reality is this jab is a kill shot. It's killing people. That's what's killing people. No one has ever isolated the virus. That's why the FDA could not approve the PCR test when it came up for approval just a few months ago. Most people didn't hear about that, but the FDA never approved the PCR test for the COVID-19. And the reason why, because they never could produce a virus sample to calibrate the instruments to. So what does that mean? It means that hundreds of millions of people around the world have been told over the last two years that they have COVID-19 and it was all a a, a phony test because they had to calibrate it to something. And so what did they calibrate it to? The common cold virus which happens to be a coronavirus, by the way, and it does have a recovery rate of about 99.9%, which happens to be the recovery rate from COVID-19, by the way, about 99.9%. You see, so so it's a hoax, but it's a hoax to cover the actual killing of folks. And the actual killing of folks is taking place through the spike protein. The whole purpose of jabbing people is to insert this operating system, this messenger RNA system that causes the body to produce the spike protein. Even back in the HIV days, what caused the illness and death from HIV? It was the the spike protein that was being carried by the HIV virus. That's what's on the COVID-19 virus that makes people sick, the same spike protein. But now you don't need a virus. All you have to do is inject enough people of a certain percentage of the population with this mRNA self-spreading vaccine, and then the spike protein will do all of the work. It will kill the person who got the jab, but before it does that, that person that got the jab will spread the spike protein, which is a self-spreading prion, which is to say an infectious protein that causes inflammation. And so it's a self-spreading vaccine 
You don't have to get the jab yourself. You just have to be in the vicinity of somebody who did. And by breathing the same air, the spike protein and the messenger RNA lipid nanoparticles are airborne or through skin contact or through the exchange of body fluids. Okay. For example, vaccinated mothers who are nursing their babies kill their babies because the, the spike protein flows into the baby's body through the breast milk. And so the real play and the real defense that we need to mount is against the self-spreading spike protein that's in the jazz. And so the only defense against the spike protein is self-quarantine and total avoidance of people who have received the jazz. So no, that would be my opening remarks um, to begin the conversation. So now, some of the things that I said are quite uh, controversial or quite disturbing, perhaps, especially the people who have already received the jab. And we're inviting them to join our clinical trial, the second phase. As you mentioned, uh, we finished the first phase. That, that report will be published early in 2022. But I can say preliminarily, uh, what we're very pleased to point out is that the Pax immune has no adverse reaction. We have zero adverse reactions. I mean, really zero, not even an allergic reaction. And, and, and most of the people who took the, the Pax immune as a preventative, they're, they're reporting they did not get sick. And some of them were in the middle of people who were sick. And then other people who were sick who began to take the Pax immune, uh, they reported uh, really, in some cases, almost miraculous recovery. Uh, from the symptoms that they were experiencing. And so so that official report will be out. Now, for people who are new uh, to me and don't know exactly who I am, I represent the Your Immunity Project. And we hold forth every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We're on Facebook, Your Immunity Project. If you're interested in the clinical trial, go to yourimmunityproject.org and leave your name there, and we will sign you up, enroll you, in the second phase of the clinical trial. But you can tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m., Your Immunity Project. We're on Facebook. Uh, they kicked me off Instagram. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm still in Twitter. So <laughs> oh, you, you've been... those are my... Oh, uh, now, now it, one, one, more, one more thing Go ahead. before I forget, because I'm not a business-minded person, really. Uh, but if you're interested in purchasing the Pax Immune by the single bottle or the case, the case has 12 bottles. You can do that at dralim.com. And you spell the word doctor all the way up, dralim.com. So thank you, Brother Elliot. Dr. Aleem, um, because we, we had a uh, little confusion uh, a couple of weeks ago when uh, we had open forum, and one of the guests uh, uh, was speculating whether uh, these variants, COVID-19 and its variants, uh whether it's an airborne pathogen or airborne virus. And, you know, I contended that it is based on uh, you yeah. and, and other folks that have been on with us. But I just want to repeat what you said, and I want you to repeat it, about the ways that this these variants are spread. You mentioned about airborne, but, but go ahead. You say it again. Yes. Um, yeah, well, just to elaborate now, um, I used you know, it's very interesting uh, what I was actually quoting from was Pfizer's own internal document. You see, they, they, they did research on all of this before they released this to the public. Mm -hmm. 
And so they pointed out certain scenarios. And one of the scenarios was that a, a vaccinated man, no, I'm, I'm sorry, an unvaccinated man works in an office with a vaccinated woman. She begins to have menstrual problems after she got the shot. The unvaccinated man goes home, has normal relations with his wife, who is also unvaccinated. She begins to have the same menstrual disorders as the woman in the office. The only contact that the man had with the woman in the office was they shared the same air, they breathed the same air. There may have been casual skin contact, you know, shaking hands, or sometimes people hug, you know, in a casual way. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, the man receives not the variant virus, but received the spike protein from the vaccinated woman in the office. And now the spike protein is in his body. And then he takes it home to his wife. So it spreads almost like a venereal disease without any sex taking place. It's a self-propagating vaccine. Now, this is not new technology. Now, here's where the bats come in. You remember... Remember, this was supposed to be all about bats? Yes. And, uh, well, in fact, the research, the original research that was done on self-propagating vaccines was done in bats because bats some, sometimes do carry diseases. And so, but how do you get into a bat cage and vaccinate all the bats? So they figured out a way, if you could just get one bat and vaccinate one bat, then when it flies back to the bat cage, just by being in close contact with the other bats, they all become vaccinated. And so that's where the technology originated maybe 10 or 20 years ago. Now that same technology has been applied uh, through the mRNA system that gets injected. So now people begin to produce the spike protein in their bodies. How, how many spike proteins do you think a person starts to produce? Each shot contains 3.3 trillion messenger RNA units. That's 3.3 trillion messenger RNA units. So the body starts to produce 3.3 trillion spike proteins continuously, an avalanche of spike protein, which causes uh, uh, inflammation in every organ in the body. It shuts down the immune system. That's why people who have gotten the jab develop what is called vaccine-induced acquired immune deficiency syndrome. In other words, the vaccine causes AIDS. It has been calculated through research that the, that the spike protein causes the immune system to degrade at the rate of 5% per week. So that means if a person starts out with 100% perfect immunity when they get the jab, within one week, they lose 5%. Within a month, they've lost 20%. Within two months, they've lost 40%. Now, when they get down after three or four months, they're down to about 20% of a normal immune system. That is the actual clinical definition of AIDS. Well, and if you did an immune profile on them, you would see that their CD4 count is around 200 or less, and they are just as vulnerable as AIDS patients were to all of the opportunistic infections. And so that's why you're seeing among the vaxxed people 
you're seeing an, an explosion in cancer. You're seeing an explosion in opportunistic infections, and they're calling all of that breakthrough COVID. Now, now, uh, Dr. Lane, two things, because it, I read some initial reports out of Australia that uh, people were testing positive for AIDS that had taken Correct. shot Correct. Uh, shots. Um, Correct. Now, now, dealing with that, um, the is that why? Because you're saying it caused the the immune system to decrease and drop. Is that why the necessity they're telling people you need a booster, you need a third booster, you need a fourth booster? The boosters to to try to, to you explain it to me. Okay, okay. Let let me separate two separate things. That you both things you're talking about are are right on the on the money. In Australia, they found out that the people that got the shot tested positive for HIV, and the reason for that is because the HIV test, the Elisa and Western blot uh, test, uh, tested for antibodies to the spike protein. So that was carried by HIV. See, the problem with the HIV virus is it did what most viruses do. It petered out after a while, and it wasn't very contagious to begin with. It was never a sexually transmitted virus. So now that's why they uh, uh, upgraded this virus, what they call it gain-of-function research. So now this is a very contagious virus, and it still contains the spike protein. So when you test for HIV, it's going to test positive because that's what the HIV test always tested for. Now, the reason for the boosters. Now, remember, the COVID-19 hoax is just a cover for killing folks. So the booster is to boost the death rate. Okay. All right. The... um. Well, let, let, let me, because I want to um, uh, ask, uh, uh, Richard, jump in, because I, I want to get a couple of these other things together. Go ahead. Uh, I, you know, as, as as we, you know, as you, um, Dr. Aline, as you mentioned, I, I really don't see anything, um, and, and I'm glad you started, because I, I remember you mentioning to us that this, by getting the the vaccine, the virus only adapts um, yes. to, to that. Um, yes. Now, and and and, now, and and you're saying so. Those who have um, got the vaccine, and and let me make sure I understand this. And the, and the um, spike protein count is increasing um, to where they're um, moving them. I guess what I'm trying to reconcile for those who did get the shot, um, what what do they have? What can they do now? Other than get you're asking the, the question that everybody wants an answer to. I already got mm-hmm. the shot. I got two shots. I got a shot and a booster, uh, and and you know there's four different kinds of shots. And what they're finding out is that all the shots are not the same. All of the right. shots are the same in one sense. They all cause the body to produce the spike protein, but they're not the same uh, in terms of toxicity and death. That only certain batches seem to cause all of the deaths and certain types of toxicity. And so it seems to be some kind of a selection process going on, determining who gets which type of vaccine, even though they're all called the same thing. They have different mm-hmm. results. So now a person who has received, let's just say, 
the Moderna uh, or the um, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson um, vaccine and the other one, Pfizer, Pfizer. Mm-hmm. which is the most criminal corporation in the history of the world. Um, they, they have paid more criminal fines than any company ever in the history of the world. And by the way, Moderna and Pfizer have never made a vaccine in their whole corporate history. This is their first time out with a vaccine. The only drugs they ever made in the past are what we call chemotherapy agents, the poisons that kill people. So they're very, very good at killing people. And so that's why they are in the lead uh, in the manufacture of this mRNA shot, which of course is not a vaccine. And I wish I could get people to stop calling it a vaccine because it misleads you. It makes you wonder why it doesn't do the things that a vaccine is supposed to do. If a vaccine is supposed to prevent the spread or the contagion or the severity of an illness, why is it that everybody that gets the vaccine gets the illness and is more severe than the time before? That's because it's not a vaccine. And so the COVID-19 hoax is to cover the killing of folks that you have to understand what the real game plan is. So now, your question, what can I do if I already got the shots? Number one, pray. (laughs) Pray. Pray. Then pray again. Now, I'll tell you something. When a doctor tells you that the best thing that you can do is pray, (laughs) you better pay attention. Most doctors are going to try to sell you something. I did come up with what I called, and you can go on my website, and you'll see it there, the spike protein protocol. But guess what? It's not working. So I don't even advocate my own protocol. It's not working. Now, now, wait a minute, Dr. Link. Uh, go a little slower. The protocols is to kind of uh, detox people's bodies? Or what is the protocol? It was my best guess effort at what might help somebody who was contaminated with the toxic spike protein. Okay. But what I am reporting, because I'm an honest, I'm, a, I'm an honest reporter. It's not working. It's not working. So the only thing that I can say to people is what does work. Avoid people who have been vaccinated, do not breathe the same air that they breathe, do not touch them. Do not exchange body fluids Mm. and practice self-quarantine. Don't wait for Anthony Fauci to lock you down. Be intelligent. Practice self-quarantine. And then that means you're going to have to solve the economic issues, the social issues, all of the other issues that go along with that. But the name of the game at this point is how are we going to survive biological warfare? Remember, it's only logical that the War of Armageddon would be biological. Remember, we're talking about the brown germ versus the black germ. Yaqub's beginning was with was genetic, and so we're dealing with Yaqub's world in its fall. Some understand what I'm talking about. Some might not. But it's no surprise to me that we're dealing with biological warfare that changes the genetics of human beings because that was the origin of this world 6,000 years ago, changing the genetic structure of human beings. 
And so here we go again. Only it's in the opposite direction, away from God towards the devil. So the Bible says, fear not the one who can kill the body. Fear the one who can kill the body and the soul. And so that's exactly what the spike protein is doing. It's destroying people's faith in God. Literally, people forget about God. Religious people who get the spike protein, they can't remember God. They lose their faith. Uh, Dr. Lean, the... um you, you know, if you can look at a positive from what is going on, it's in the minds of some of our people because it's really uh, causing our people and even some people that weren't really conscious, in my opinion, and that's just my humble opinion, to really start looking at the situation that we're in. You know, we're in a country where... uh whether these folks are vaccinated or not, they don't want to wear face coverings. They don't want to wear masks. They want to do and conduct themselves in the society like it's nothing going on. You mentioned earlier uh, in, in your initial statements that a lot of the world is still shut down. And I'm talking about societies. They are still shut down. Uh, Europe and the United States have been open for quite a while. Uh, they want to go football games. They want to go to basketball games. They want to see baseball games. They want to go to concerts. Uh, people unmasked, uh, screaming and hollering. Uh, they put on a facade about when you come in these places, you're supposed to have your mask on unless you're eating. But when you see it on the television, you don't see people eating anything and you don't see any masks. So this stuff is going to continue to spread. The best thing our people can do is to some of the things that you're talking about. We have to protect ourselves. This this stuff is not going away anytime soon. And it's, it, uh, to all intensive per- and all estimations, it's going to get a lot worse. Even Europeans are saying it's going to get worse because some of our people kind of put their stock in what Fauci says or what Biden says. So even if yeah. you hear them, they're telling you it's going to get worse. So we have to be smart as a people. I, well, I just wanted know, to make that uh, statement. Go ahead, Dr. Lane. Yeah, I mean, now, now here's, here's the bright uh, spot in this very dark hour. You see, it, it's all not one thing. It's not all a monolithic thing. When, see, when Biden, uh, about a month ago, was when he, he was really down in the, the polls, and he's even further down now. He was claiming that 80% of Americans had been vaccinated. But then when yes. they went behind and fact-checked him, they found out it was really only 59%. Now they're claiming it crawled up to 61%. But now when you break those figures out for, between black and white people, you find out that hey, that's where you get the 80 and 90% vaccination rate. It's among white people. 80% of white people are vaccinated. When you check among black people, you find it's about 30% or less. See, that's why a lot of these politicians are biting the dust, because they're not meeting their quota of vaccinated black people. Black people listen to Minister Farrakhan, who said don't take the vaccine. So, so even, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Alex Jones, 
says black people must be wiser than white people. Well, yes, we went through Tuskegee. We understand what this government is like. We know what they're capable of. We're just looking for a way out. Okay, well, in this instance, there isn't any clear way out except what we read about in the fulfillment of Scripture. Of scripture. So that's where we are in this. And that's why I say that the best thing that you can do in this day is, is pray. Because the, the prophecy is that it would get so tight that no flesh would be saved except for divine intervention. So now when the doctor starts talking about divine intervention is what is needed, you better pay attention. Now let me make one other point. When you take a look across the globe, you find out that there is an ethnic component to the spread of COVID-19. The COVID-19 is actually called SARS-2. Well, what was SARS-1? That was in 2003. Well, SARS-1 was an ethnic weapon that was directed against the Chinese. They were able to withstand it. And then they did research since that time. So when they threw SARS-2 at them in 2019, in December of 2019, the Chinese were ready. So then they quickly uh, uh, reverse engineered it and sent it back to Europe and America where it came from. Now, the interesting thing about the SARS-2 COVID-19 from China is that it is ethnically refined uh, to specifically attack people with the Neanderthal gene on the third chromosome. So the Neanderthal gene is very prevalent in Europe. There's a high prevalence rate of the Neanderthal gene among Caucasian people in North America. There's a very, very scant prevalence rate of the uh, Neanderthal gene in Africa uh, and most parts of Asia. There are certain pockets in Asia where they do have it. And most of the uh, uh, people in Central and South America, they also, uh, most of them do not carry the Neanderthal gene. So the people who have the highest mortality rate, morbidity rate, the most severe infection rates, the economies that are shut down, the militaries that are being shut down. Look at it today that they discharged 30,000 soldiers from the U.S. military because they refused to shot. Yeah, I saw it. Well, that has national security implications in Europe and America. The, the, the virus is destroying the Caucasian populations that carry the Neanderthal gene. And so the good news, news is that most of us, we don't have that gene. And so we might get a mild case of this or that and slough it off, and that's about it. So what is our strategy? Our strategy is to avoid the shots. Our strategy is to avoid people who got the shots and to wait on God whose uh, time we are on at this very moment. Uh, we're in conversation. Now, now take, now take the ahead. tax immune and take the good nutrition and all of the other things that you already know about. If I started talking about vitamin C and zinc and selenium and all those things, you already know about that. So let's not talk about what we already know about. Okay. Those are obvious things that people should do. But one of the things that you must do is stay away. See, they're going to say to you, the jab or your job. In Austria, 
they're saying the jab or you go to jail for a year. In Australia, they're saying the jab or we're going to fine you uh, up to $90,000. You see, that's where it's coming to. Okay, so now when that day comes, which is right around the corner, this is what uh, Biden means when he says it's going to be very hard on the unvaccinated. They're coming at you with full force because they mean to get that jab in your arm because they have a depopulation agenda to meet, and they mean to meet it. And they don't care about your uh, exemption, your religious exemption. They don't care about your personal objection, your choice, your freedom. They're out to kill you. And so you have to understand that and then act accordingly. As we say in the Nation of Islam, all general orders are in full effect. We're in conversation with the medical and holistic doctor and director of the Abundant Life Clinic in Washington, D.C., Dr. Aline Muhammad is with us in the first hour, uh, the second hour of the program, pharmacologist and clinical research biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson, and biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasavia Solomon. uh, COVID-19, the variants in black America is the topics this evening. Uh, There's some callers on the line, and what I'll do, uh, because I know they probably want to talk to Dr. Aline, and uh, they might want to talk to both of our guests. So I'll hold callers over. If you talk to Dr. Aleem, I'll still hold you over for our second guest. But let me go to a couple of these calls and see if they have uh, okay. questions. 267, uh, 267? Two, two, yes. Brother Elliot? Yes, sir. Brother Richard, Dr. Aleem. Dr. Aleem, I was up this morning, 1 o'clock, and sometimes I look at the old movies. I'm bored with the new ones. I look at Bush Cassidy, the Sundance Kid. And um, I kept the internet on, and you came on. And I said, Doctor Aline. Oh yeah. And guess what you were teaching? I said, guess what you were teaching? I the history know. of Yaku. The way, way, the history of Yaku. So okay, listen, genetic warfare, right? Genetic, yeah, listen right? to me. I only know yeah. pe- two people that knew Yaku up and down. That was Mister Jeremiah and Bassett, Philadelphia, top of the clock. And Dr. Ali, now I'm saying, I'm saying this because I say it because I remember I met you at the Cornucopia. The first time I met you before that, I met uh, Minister Ava Muhammad, and um, and the greatest thing that we had that came to Philadelphia was Brother Anthony from out of D.C. to 29, and he married Sister Jill. We missed him, I swear, because before that we had Jamil. And we were rebuilding the nation in the Philadelphia. Yeah. We didn't have a temple. Yeah. We and I was working with Brother Eileen and the secretary, uh, and the secretary staff. And um, we we used to uh, study at Brother Art's house. We didn't have a temple. We helped to build, build Temple Number Twelve. And then you came, and then then uh, this this I just like the brothers from D.C. They were like the intellectual wing of the nation. I say, Tisha Yaku, wow, <laughs> I can't believe this, right? So better than the boat, better than Bush Cassidy, and I also did the hustle with Jackie Beeson and Paul Newman. And I said, he's now right here, just like he was. This might have been 20 years ago that you were doing that, 25 years ago. And I said to myself, he's so. as good as he is so. now as he has been. But <laughs> this so happened. Elliot told me you were coming tonight. I said, I got to be on. So, brother, it's always okay. a pleasure. You know, Philadelphia miss you, and I'm happy you're still around because brothers who start the nation are in different directions. And I'm not going to explain that, but I'm happy you're still here. And I like what yes, you're doing, sir. and I'm trying my best to fast and pray, Brother Eileen, 
to yes, not sir. be a part of this genocide. Thank you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fast and pray. I left that part out. Yes, fast and pray. Fast and pray. <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks for your contribution, bro. Indeed. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, I, I forgot I was speaking to Philadelphia. Do you know that they uncovered some vials of smallpox in Philadelphia? And Anthony Fauci is out there warning governments that they should prepare for a smallpox outbreak. You see, and with the vulnerability produced by the shot in so many people, you see, then that's going to be devastating. Now, smallpox is a virus, so the Pax immune will work against any variant or the smallpox, or it could be the common cold or the measles. A lot of vaccinated people are going to succumb to the measles, believe it or not. You see, so use your Pax immune. Uh, because it may uh, it, it may be necessary for other things besides COVID-19. There's also cases of Ebola reported in Oregon. There was four cases in Chicago, and, and there was another case someplace else, Ebola. Okay, so so be prepared. Let's go to two two one five two one five. Question or comment for Dr. Ling? Two one five. Uh, two six seven. Question for I guess. Yes. Uh, good evening, uh, Elliot. Good. Good evening, Doctor Elaine, and good evening, Richard. Yeah, I, I have a, a question. Um, we had you had your own clinical trials, and I tuned in a little late, so I don't know if you've covered this already. But you had your own. You were conducting a clinical trial. Uh, yeah. A year or so ago. Uh, is there anywhere we can go and look at the results of that clinical trial just to see there, how? Yeah, yeah. With those, 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 that report will be out early next next year in January okay. 2022. You can go to yourimmunityproject.org. We're, we're beginning the second phase uh, in 2022. So if you're interested, you can leave your name there. Um, all right. Uh, that's all I wanted to know uh, about how the uh, the results are, if they're even in yet or the, if they're still ongoing. Yeah, the, the results are very encouraging from the first phase, which was just about the Paximune, whether or not the Paximune really worked, and it does, and no adverse right. side effects. Now, the second phase is going to look at Paximune, the spike protein, people who got the vaccine, people who didn't. You know, it's going to be much more complicated, uh, but that's going to start in January of 2022. All right, appreciate the feedback, brother. I'll hold you Yes. Dr. Lee, I want yes. to th- thank you for being with us, and uh, you know I'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. And thank you for okay, your, for your I expertise. I really appreciate the chance to talk to your audience. We'll talk again. All right. Take care now. Thank you. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, uh, we're in part two of our discussion. A pharmacologist, global clinical research biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson is joining us, and biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasavia Solomon, will be with us. And you can join the conversation, too, by dialing 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. Time for an awakening. We'll be right back.
are listening to Time for an Awakening. Time for an Awakening. With host Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at Time for an Awakening at gmail.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. RG Electrical Inspections provides electrical inspections for realtors, licensed electricians, and homeowners. Licensed and insured underwriter, serving Philadelphia and surrounding area. Call today, 484-268-9837. Escape the digital plantation. Abibitumi.com, abibitumi.tv, abibitumitv.com, abibitumi.store are here for you. You are ready to be free of non-African social media. Don't run from danger, run to safety. Abibitumi.com is here for you. You are ready to be free of digital plantations to control your own products. Abibitumi.store is here for you. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, Black Power, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. The only word you need to know to join your global Kometsu black family, to join your interconnected Kometsu black communities, escape the digital plantation now. Abibitumi.com, abibitumi.tv, abibitumitv.com, abibitumi.store. We are here for you. Escape the digital plantation. that this problem needs to be solved and we can't keep relegating it to generation after generation because a few of us got a little money, a few of us got positions, a few of us have wealth while the masses of our people are going steadily down. No one man can rise above the condition of his people. See, brother said responsibility. Is it, is it that we should let them take responsibility to do for us, or should we pool the knowledge that's at the table, the power that's in our community, the wealth that's in our community to change the harsh reality of black life in America? We have to 
to do the job of fulfilling the black agenda. Thank you. message to the black man because the black man today is a man who has been made now almost into a laughing stock nobody takes the black man serious we're just used to be somebody's tool we are the sportsmen we're the singers and the dancers and we're also labeled as the pimps and the criminals and the drug dealers, and the killers, and the vagabonds of society. We're the bogeymen of British society and other Western systems. And we want to dispel that lie and destroy those myths and put the black man back on the map where we belong. Who is the black man? The black man is the original man. If it wasn't for the black man, no other men could be on this planet. We are the fathers of humanity. We gave birth to all of you. Today, remember, you can't do nothing for me. See, that's what we gotta be careful of. We gotta be careful of who we bow down to. But see, when you get in your congregation and you talk this Jesus, this powerful Jesus that's sitting at the right hand of the Father with all power in his hand, then you go with your hat in your hand to the governor, to the mayor, to the president, begging for some crumbs. You have sold your God cheap. And you make the white man downtown disrespect all of us. Time for an Awakening is a proud part of the Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black digital and podcasting platform. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. It's uh, 
here on the Sunday edition of Time for Awakening, and we're in the second hour. Uh, our special guest joining us in the second hour conversation, pharmacologist, global clinical research biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson, and biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasavia Solomon, uh, is joining us in this conversation. Uh, Richard, let me read this before I introduce our next guest, uh, just for knowledge uh, purposes. And this is from, uh, and yeah, you can get it anywhere, but this just happens to be from the UK Science Journal. Uh, What is a vaccination? A vaccination is a medical technique that uses the body's own immune system to protect it from infectious diseases. A vaccine introduces a weakened or an active version of the infection into the body. The person's immune system reacts to the vaccine by producing antibodies, molecules in the blood that attack and destroy the infection. Once somebody has been vaccinated, they are immune, which means that they cannot, if they encounter the actual disease, their body can fight off the infection before the disease takes hold. What we see in a lot of these shots, what we see in these shots, it's not a vaccine. People are still catching this virus and people are still spreading the virus. The deaths from it is uh, we don't see that because they don't produce those figures where folks can really see them. But we do see that people are still catching this virus and spreading this virus, even though they're quote unquote vaccinated. Uh, let's talk to some of our experts this evening in our second part of this conversation. Uh, pharmacologist, global clinical research biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson is joining us, and biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasabia Solomon, joining us in this conversation. How are you? How are you Doing both? fine. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. And, and Dr. Solomon, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thank you for having us again. How are you, Dr. Solomon? Good. How are you? Great, great. Professor Jefferson, uh, let's start this way. Uh, the last time you were on, uh, we had a great conversation. A lot of uh, uh, information was dispensed to the audience. But since then, uh, I think this, uh, I've, 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 I'm more than sure that uh, this Delta variant and now this Omicron variant uh, is out here in the public. Yeah. Um let me, because I'm just using layman's terms because I'm not, I'm nowhere, I mean, I, I'm just a layman. But let me kind of um, just use a, a rough scenario and you help me with this. Yes. Uh, just say you're in a war and you vanquish your enemy and he's gone. You, def- mm-hmm. you defeat him. But if you don't vanquish your enemy, he can go back he can regroup and he can strike again. Yes. And sometimes uh, he strikes out and hurts you because he's more prepared to what you're trying to do. So is this what we, being that these uh, organisms uh, is an intelligence, whether we understand it or not, it is a level of intelligence there in our body and in these organisms. Yes. So when we see that this COVID-19 has morphed into these other variants. Is this the uh, 
the disease's way of fighting back to whatever they are injecting into people? Um, the, the a virus is an is an obligate uh, parasite, so it's obligated to reproduce itself. It's uh, it's not any sort of uh, living form without living in one of our cells. Okay. So it can't live unless it's living in one of our cells. So it's obligated to get inside that cell and control the machinery of the cell so that it can exist. And our body has mechanisms to shut down the virus so it can't exist. It can't do its thing. So there, it's this constant duel between our immune system and the virus. The, uh, the virus is going to mutate whether you give it a, a COVID vaccine or not, because okay. it's just, it's going to change. It's going to try to exist because our body is going to fight it. Our body's going to fight it. Um, is the, so if you give it a COVID vaccine and it tries to fight it, yeah, it could, it could get a little bit stronger from that because it's trying to exist um, beyond the vaccine. It recognizes that, okay, the vaccine has mounted an immune response to us. We're going to prepare to, go against that immune response. So the answer to your question is no, it's not the COVID vaccine that creates a, a, that causes a virus to want to mutate, but a COVID vaccine could alter the mutations as well. Does does that, is that pretty clear? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I understand. Um, Talk about what has happened and and what we see now uh, happening and uh, it seems like daily is getting worse. Um, the, the the winter time is coming. Uh, we're already into flu season and, and colds and things of that nature. But then we, we see this going on. Um, from what they're estimating, it's going to be worse than it was last winter. Uh, you know, when we, in fact, last winter was in the midst of a shutdown. So, mm-hmm. so talk about, uh, uh, Professor Jefferson and Dr. Solomon, what exactly is going on now and uh, and what we can do or keep doing to help protect ourselves. Okay. Yeah, I'll start first, uh, Dr. Solomon, if you don't mind. Yeah, please go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Uh, okay. So I, I think to, to backtrack uh, COVID vaccines, uh, there was, you know, we had a lot of conversations, uh, uh, Brother Elliot, Brother Richard, uh, that uh, the data itself from the messenger RNA vaccines were shoddy, that the a lot of what they said was effective wasn't really effective. And, 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 and when you looked at the studies and how the studies were reported, I went through that. I went through why it's not, why it wasn't effective, why it's not as effective as they're saying it is. And now we're seeing the proof of that. So, so from this, from the start, the way that the studies were set and the way that the federal government through the FDA, along with the private corporations and the media all collaborated to say that these vaccines were more effective than what they are. Now the media, they were just dumb. They didn't even know the science, but the scientists were, were not telling the truth. And, and, and I could look at, you know, anybody that wants to debate me about that, Dr. Fauci or Kismia Walker, I can look at the epidemiology of 
the first Pfizer trial and the Moderna trials. And I would be more than happy to come on this program or any program with them to point out where the discrepancies are and why the, the, the efficacy is not, was not good. That's one point. The other point that is not utilized or is not talked about enough in the media is natural immunity. We always knew that the body itself can mount an immune response to COVID. And it was always this talk that you got to get a vaccine in order to survive. You won't be able to. Biden says it because Mia Walker says it. Uh, Fauci says that the only way to survive is to get a vaccine, which was which was totally false and asinine that throughout all all history, each and each and every one of us today, just today, has probably encountered at least 100,000 viruses today. And we but our but our immune system can fight off viruses and some viruses don't catch on to certain receptors in our cells and they're, they're not viruses that affect humans anyway. But we're, we're exposed to them all the time. And for any scientist to get on nationwide television and say that you must get a vaccine in order to su- survive uh, is totally against science. And they're saying to trust the science. The other thing is that the, the, the proof of that is Omicron <laughs> because Omicron Africa, uh, because uh, the the imperialist structure wants to neglect Africa, they thought they were neglecting Africa but not providing the the vaccines. But Africa and Africans do what we do. We survive. (laughs) And so our immune systems built up to the point where we were fighting off the COVID virus and it was starting to mutate in us because it was it was weaker and and as a as a matter of fact in the media right now in science they're looking at it to say that the covid virus or the uh, omicron virus picked up part of what is what is called the the common cold virus and part of that's inside now the omicron virus which which is making it weaker which is which is what a body should do. It should make a virus weaker so that you can live with it, you don't die from it, and, and you're able to exist asymptomatically. And and that's what happened with Omicron. And and so 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 now they're seeing okay, we, we had uh Africa uh that was someplace in Africa two percent uh vaccinated, some not vaccinated. South Africa had about twenty five percent vaccinated, yet the, 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 there's no higher death rate in Africa than there is in the United States. Matter of fact, there's less death rate in in, in Africa than in the United States. So, so, so I'm going to stop there because that that is what what is happening now with Omicron. Omicron may turn out to be a saving grace for uh, society because Omicron is dampening down the symptoms of COVID itself, and I'll go deeper into that after uh, Dr. Solomon speaks, or if you have any other questions. Well, um, it's a good time for Dr. Solomon to come in because you mentioned, uh, Professor Jefferson, that the uh, the rate of deaths, uh, and according to published reports, uh, um, the rate of vaccination on the continent is, I think they said uh, continent-wide, it's only 6%. Yeah, but, it, 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 that would be the average for all the continent, yes. Yes, yeah. but the death rate, it's lowest than any continent in the world. 
and <laughs> scientists are wondering why. Uh, yes, Dr. Yes. Solomon, put put uh, put some of your expertise in this to tell us uh, why this may or may not be happening to our brothers and sisters on the continent. Yeah, I think I believe that's because also they're highly active because they're walking and they're exposed to a lot more sun than uh, some of us here. And also they're exposed to a lot of viruses or bacteria. So their their immune system is a lot stronger than here. And here we worry about, oh, wash your hand every five minutes, every you know second. But there are some areas, they don't even have any water. So how do you, it's like any of the protocol that you talk here cannot be applied there. So their body has already acquired an immune system to fight the harshest, you know, exposure that they get on the ground. And they have um, the sunlight that's, you know, it's like getting vitamin D every day. So they're exposed, they walk a lot. So all that exposure is helping them. And the other thing is also we should not neglect that there's not enough testing to know how many people are infected, how many people are asymptomatic or even fighting the slightest symptoms because there is no test. And so it's like, but overall, we know not a lot of people dying, even if they have a few symptoms, you know, they just brush it off and go on with their life because they have it's like a survival mode if it was as harsh as delta or any of the variants we talk about i'm originally from ethiopia all the ethiopian population by now would be in danger because of all the war that's ravaging all the demonstration that was going on with thousands hundreds of thousands being on the street without no mask you would think by now everybody will be infected and like a dire situation, but you don't see that. So there's something going on that we're not investigating that maybe that immune system or that cultural influence that's happening there that maybe we can bring in here. And um, the other thing I want to add is even see, uh, we talked about, I think uh, Professor Jefferson talked about like um, previously how the CDC, all those PCR tests, how they eliminated on how when they approved those vaccines. Now they're saying after December 21st, they're going to become absolute because they're all wrong. So any of those tests that were used to approve those vaccines, they're no longer correct. So anything that we used beforehand is like, okay, so we used all those tests that has a high false positive to create all this chaos are no longer correct. So how are we gonna believe any of those tests coming up now? So also that's like a big discussion we should have, like what is the correct test to know someone is infected or not? Even if if CDC is withdrawing those PCR tests. (laughs) Richard? You know, know, as as I'm listening to this, um, I'm, I'm wondering, and, and it may be again, maybe off. What is the, what's the, how does the Omicron mutation look different than the Delta, if if that has been defined yet? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Yeah, so um, when a when a virus mutates, and I, I went through the central dogma of DNA, RNA, and messenger mm-hmm. RNA. Uh, 
the the messenger RNA has three different what we call nucleotides, and their and their symbols are there's four of them that 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 are letters, almost like an alphabet, you know. And uh, when there's a, a certain order of those nucleotides that makes a, an amino acid, and when that order is changed, the amino acid changes. So if so, if I had the the order of uh, adenine, uro, uh, adenine, uracil, and cytosine, the, the, that those are the names. Um, if I had it in that order, A U C, if I change that to C U A, it would be a totally different amino acid, and it would change. So, it, so that's what happened with Omicron. There were uh, at least twenty eight to twenty nine changes in the amino acid sequence, mm-hmm. uh, where, whereas with, um, with Delta, there was only like seven changes in the amino acid sequence um, that, that changed it. Um, with with uh, Omicron, Omicron, some, it, 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 they're seeming to think that people in the southern region of Africa, that's what they say, it could even be in Europe because they found uh, cases in Europe before Africa anyway, they found out, but Anyway, a person that had Delta also had the cold, and with the, the if the cold virus was in a cell and the uh, and the Delta virus was in the cell, some of the amino acids from the cold virus jumped mm. into uh, to make Omicron different, and and that's and that's what's happening with Omicron. Omicron, uh, the, the the special thing about Omicron is that there's two things. One is that Omicron is not as effective in uh, in altering what we call a tempress. So on, on each one of our cells, we have we, we have a, an enzyme that cleaves off the S1 spike protein and allows the S2 to come in, and that that's how it, how it gets in. Um, and the Omicron virus is not as effective in utilizing the Tempress, the T-M-P-R-E-S-S uh, enzyme in order to get inside the cell. So Omicron, uh, while it's more af- uh, uh, effective, I mean, meaning uh, infectious, is not as strong because it's not able to, it's not able to get into to the cell as fast. So you may have a lot of it in your system. You sneeze it out, you cough it out, you spread it fast, but it's not as effective as Delta in getting past the Tempress and into the cell. And if I, I can follow up with uh, the image came into my mind, we, when we started with the COVID, um, uh, well, the, the whole virus itself, that it was about the creating the mucus in the lungs, which was really the challenge. I might, might have that wrong. Is, is the Omicron doing the same as an you know, effect on the organ um, in relationship to build the amount of mucus that gets built up in the lungs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, the the idea of uh, that's is t- that's twofold right there. The, the the problem with COVID is that it gets into the the ACE two receptor of the lungs, and so well, it gets in, in, in t- into any cell that has an ACE two receptor on it. But the the lungs have a lot of ACE two uh, uh, receptors on it. Um, because angiotensin converting enzyme is needed for the lungs in order to make what we call surfactant. So surfactant 
is what allows our lungs to expand when we're breathing or our lungs will be real tight. Uh, it, it, it's almost like a lubricant. And, and so COVID messes up the lubricant and then begins to make, make, the, make the lungs uh, become more uh, rigid and, and unable to function uh, properly. And so uh, the Omicron is less effective in, in, in getting down into deep into lungs. It sort of uh, hangs out more in the upper respiratory system going down toward uh, more of the bronchi, uh, bronchi and not getting down to the alveoli region. I wish I had, like, I wish this was on, on video so I could show you these regions of the lungs. Um, but it, 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 in order to make it more simple, o- Omicron is not getting as deep into the uh, lower respiratory system as, uh, as effectively as, uh, as Delta does. It gets there, but it's not as effective. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. And, and let me say um, one thing that I continuously say, um, and, I, and I appreciate both of you coming on and, you know, um, helping us um, look, look at this, that the scientific literacy, I mean, is um, uh, so important for us as just average uh, citizens or even, quote, unquote, victims. So even though you're giving us, uh, asking us to, in this moment, or we're asking each other, to use our, our mental imagination. I'm hoping to the time for waking audience that they take the terms um, and go. There's a lot of different tools uh, of being able to look and find um, the, the regions that you're talking about as a, as a part of our um, being actively involved in our scientific literacy. Yes, yes, thank you. And, and one thing that uh, the audience can do is go to our YouTube series, called the Dirty Beaker series. It's called Dirty Beaker on YouTube. And some of these diagrams, you can see me pointing them out more clearly on those diagrams. Thank you. Professor Jefferson, the the last time you were on, you talked about these, uh, the the mRNA shots that they're giving people here and Mm -hmm. uh, being that you worked on vaccines in your career, uh, Mm -hmm. that you felt as though that the, protein-based vaccines that are being used in other places, Cuba and others, are more healthier and safer for humans. Um, Mm -hmm. Is it any protein-based vaccines that you see that might be coming uh, uh, to the United States because a lot of our people here can't avail themselves to vaccines outside of the country? Uh, What do you see? Uh, Just give me some uh, uh, insight on that. Uh, besides some of the things that you talked about, about building our immune systems naturally, uh, about the potential of of some protein-based vaccines that you're speaking of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's been a hesitancy to get Novavax approved. Uh, Novavax is a protein-based vaccine that may come out in, uh, it's already late December, so it's probably going to come out in, in, in January. That's one. And then one that I'm excited about is med cali uh uh med cali is uh is a vaccine that's protein based and they they actually grow that in a plant they don't even use a a vector the the vector that they use is a plant and so that i think i'm pretty excited i would probably take that one i I do want to say i I do want to say something and uh because i heard part of the the program with, with Dr. Aleem, mm-hmm. uh, 
Bismillah al rahim to him, and thank thank you for him him coming on. But I do want to say that the uh, I have some contention with the idea of saying that the S protein is is going to kill everybody, kill a lot of people, and that it it can be infectious. Um, the S spike protein is not an active virus, so it it can't it can't do anything in, in anybody's system if, say, uh, you had a vaccine and you coughed, somehow coughed up an S-spike protein. It's not going to, it can't do anything because it's not an it, uh, it's not a intracellular obligant parasite. It's, it's only a protein. It would be like saying that uh, a, a, a piece of a piece of steak uh, is a was a protein. If that piece of steak can cause an infection because it hit your hit your arm, you know, or it, you it got in your mouth, you know, uh, it, that that's a misnomer. And then the the other thing is that the S spike protein is not only an S spike protein; it's S spike protein one, and there's S spike protein two. S spike protein one is the one that initially hits the target on your cell, and it needs that tempress, which is on our own bodies. It is. It needs for that to cleave off the S1 in order to get the S2 in, and and and, 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 and so if the S2 comes in, that's when the rest of the virus comes in and takes over the machinery of your cell. So to say that an S protein is capable of killing us is is not accurate. Now the the vi- the vaccines are there are some harmful. Uh, possibilities of the vaccines that cause myocarditis, pericarditis, uh, and, and Dr. Aleem is absolutely correct in, in that there there is some danger to taking a vaccine, even any vaccine. Um, and, uh, and, and he is correct in saying that your best chance is to not get COVID, to do the pre- make the preventative measures to not get COVID. He's absolutely correct about that. But they, I, I do want to say something about uh, this, the, the S-spike protein. And if, if he would like to, you know, talk to me about it further, if you want to have us on the show together, I'll talk to him about it as well. But I do want to clarify that based on what we know about, you know, clear science. Okay. Uh, one other thing before I uh, – because uh, some callers on the line, and I know they probably got questions. Um, I guess about uh, two months ago we had a uh, – uh, a young doctor that had went through the Cuban medical school and now he's, uh, uh, in Atlanta at the, uh, uh, one of the hospitals in Atlanta. And he spoke about the protein based vaccines that are used in Cuba and, uh, the interferon nasal, uh, um, a thing that they were using on, on people and at the airport and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And he stated, um, that here along with, um, uh, naturally building our immune system. He mentioned the vitamin D, elderberry, zinc, things of that nature. He said mm-hmm. that he would recommend that people use an antiseptic mouthwash each mm-hmm. each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, he stated yeah, I, because, I agree. And, 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 and that's why I wanted to get, because he stated that the virus hangs out in your throat 24 to 48 hours before it starts moving down to your lungs. Um, yeah, yeah. like to build up, I guess, armed forces, so to speak. You're just using yeah. layman's terms. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. It, uh, 
go ahead expound on that, uh, uh, Professor Jefferson. Yeah, he's absolutely correct about that. You know, it, uh, the virus uh, can camp out in the mouth and throat. Uh, it, it, the virus has to connect to a cell, and it's, it's, it's headed tracing its way down. And if you can, if you can stop it uh, from that uh, antiseptic, and I do it myself. Even like if I if I'm talking around some people that don't don't have on a mask, or uh, you know, even if I go out somewhere and I come back, I, I gargle. Okay. <laughs> make okay. sure I, I gargle. Um, another thing I, I talk about in one of our series, there's something that we have in our nose called cathelicidin, and it is a natural uh, form that that um, can stop the virus in its tracks, and you, you stimulate that through getting sunlight and vitamin D. And Dr. Solomon mentioned, that, you know, that a lot of Africans that are, that are outdoors and walking a lot, they're getting a lot of vitamin D from walking, and, and so that that cathelicidin uh, is picked up in there. Um, so, you see, I think that that is important. And zinc, uh, of course, can actually, zinc is, can literally fight off viruses, and everybody knows that. Um, uh, they don't talk about it enough. The only problem with zinc is that zinc cannot get into the cell alone. And that's where, when, when Dr. Aleem mentioned um, hydrochloroquine, or, or uh, hydrochloroquine, is what we call an, an ionophore. And ionophore allows for zinc to, to be a, it, it's a transporter of zinc into the system. So if you have an ionophore that, that trans, the zinc becomes effective. But if you don't have anything that gets it in, it, it just hangs out outside the cell. Um, and then, you know, the, the other thing that's natural that gets the zinc into the cell is kercetin. Kerosidin works like, like a hydroxychloroquine would, and kerosidin is a natural uh, is is a, is a natural substance that's in uh, lots of uh, what you call um, mushrooms, in uh, capers, in blackberries, like you mentioned, elderberry, uh, in in blueberries, raspberries, strawberries. Uh, you will find kerosidin in those products, and so kerosidin allows for zinc to get in your system. So if you are taking zinc to prevent viruses, you want to take kerosidin uh, as well, or you want to make sure you're eating those type of of uh, fruits and vegetables. Spell, spell that, uh, uh, Professor Jefferson. Uh, and I, I was saying kerosidin. It's really kerosidin. It's uh, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Quercetin. You know, because I've been taking zinc. But I haven't been taking anything, you know, I, because I thought it would do its work. But you're saying that I should be taking something in combination. Well, I take the elderberry, but that wouldn't be. So, go ahead. No, so so if you're taking elderberry, elderberry would probably help as an ionophore. Okay. You know, but you, in order to strengthen the ionophore capability, you may want to take a course in it. And this is especially when you you feel like you've been around more people than you're normally around, uh, Dr. Aleem said to isolate, that's correct. You know, like you really are, are, are the biggest message that we can tell to the community is avoid getting COVID, like avoid, avoid getting it uh, <laughs> at all costs. Uh, if you, if you want to take a risk of taking a vaccine, I'm not, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I haven't taken any of those vaccines. I will not. I will. I will probably take a protein-based vaccine of choice when one comes out that I that I can uh, agree with the science on. 
Um, but until then, I'm isolating myself. I'm, another thing is having great air, air filtrations in your homes, like a, what we call a HEPA filter, H-E-P-A, a HEPA filter that makes sure that your air is circulating, that your windows are open. You're in Philadelphia. It's colder there, but if, if, you, if it's cold, you got to have a, a, a buy an air filter in your house, you know, to make sure the air is circulating. Okay. Uh, that, that's another thing. Let me uh, go to Go ahead, Richard. Go ahead. Because, um, uh, Dr. Solomon, you, you raised the point about the, and I, I believe it was the test um, they, that they used to prove, was that for the P, PCR test? That, 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 that data is um, irrelevant now. Are you saying that, if, if I'm right, if, are you saying that they have to do a whole new series of tests, um, uh, studies, um, at this point right now? They, that right now they're not you. They can't use whatever data they used before. Yes, uh, I don't know if they're gonna be using the data or not, but they're saying that those tests are gonna become obsolete. So the statement they said after December thirty first, CDC will withdraw the request of the FDA for emergency use of those real time RT PCR diagnostic tests. The assay first introduced in February 2020 for the detection of the SARS-CoV-2 only. So they're saying they're withdrawing all those data and the instrument that they're using, they're saying it uh, cannot produce any quantitative result that might indicate any specific viral load. Um, Excuse me. So what, what 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 effect of doing that? And I, and I apologize, Ellie. I just no good because there it sounds like with that the the information they were using was false. Now they're not using anything. That sounds like, and I'm just making this up. Like they're going to be just flying blind and giving information based off of what? Is that is that a, a correct characterization, or do they have to go out and do um, a whole you know new series of pulling data together? No, they, they have other tests, now newer tests that they're approving. They're saying it's much more accurate. Okay. But then again, we don't know, right? So their newer t- diagnostic tests that they came out with, but it's on the FDA page uh, website that the, new, the latest approved tests. But then again, how do we know how accurate are they? We don't know yet. I'm still looking into like, what are the tests, what are the studies they did to prove the accuracy of those new diagnostics that they're putting out? If the older ones are wrong, right. how, how can we prove this is the right way to go? And creating those, you know, false positive or uh, that that's creating this uh, hysteria of uh, the COVID coming up, you know, that, okay, the pandemic is ravaging the cities, but how do we know? those tests are accurate or not. Okay. So they're coming up with a new diagnostic test. Um, so I wanted to be clear. Of that. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, for the mousewash one, I want to add, there is a published paper actually uh, where they did a study on cell-based studies and it shows that it kills the virus, but they haven't done it in human, but based on the cells, how it reduces significantly the virus load and um, that's where that recommendation is coming from. So it's really scientific based. 
So it's uh, it's highly recommended people to goggle like two, three times a day, especially if they think they're uh, around people that are infected. With an antiseptic mouthwash. Yes, okay. with the antiseptic okay. mouthwash. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the minty fresh scoop and stuff like that. <laughs> Okay. Let me take a couple of these calls. Let's go to two one four two one four. Question for our guest. Two one four. Are you there? Let's put them back on hold. Five oh five. Question for our guest, Albuquerque. Five oh five. Uh, let's let's go to three hundred two. Three hundred two. Question for our guest. Uh, how y'all doing tonight? Good. Um, I don't have a question. Um, I just wanted to again thank uh, Dr. Solomon and Professor Jefferson for coming on and sharing this information. Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you for your uh, comment. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, two six seven. Two six seven. Hey, Elliot, um, Richard, yes, and sir. I want to say thank God, goodness for uh, Dr. Solomon and Dr. Jefferson. Uh, my fear factor or anxiety has decreased a little bit because you're letting me know that I'm on the right path now. You know, and I'm glad that my family have listened to you carefully because they corrected me on some of the things that you had said the last time you was on this program. We do quercetin, uh, about 600 milligrams. We, uh, we have the 50 milligrams of zinc, which is too much daily, but maybe once every three days we will take that tablet. I'm yeah, glad yeah, good. That, and I'm glad that you uh, corrected that spike protein thing because we're around vaccinated people all the time, and I, I just couldn't see how this thing was going to jump out of somebody else and on us. So I'm glad that you corrected that, man, because that had me a little concerned. Now, what what I wanted to ask you, you know, I use this food-grade hydrogen peroxide. I gargle with that like maybe three times a day. Is that good also for uh, getting, you know, like you were saying, gargling? You know, I do Listerine. I do Listerine, um, uh, that brown, strong Listerine. But if there's something better, let me know right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hydrogen peroxide, I, I don't like because it can eat away your gums. It could create some, you know, long-term problems uh, for okay. your mucosal, mucosa. Um, because I've actually tried it one time myself, you know, but I, okay. I, I don't. Based on the science that I read and know, I, I would not recommend that. Um, I'm pointing uh, because it, out it can now. eat away. Yeah, it can eat away your, your gums. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now, also, like you said, the quercetin. We also take the NAC, um, which uh, it, does that serve as the same as quercetin or? Are they similar, or what does the NAC do? Yeah, they're, they're different. And, and uh, actually, NAC, I, I take, I don't take NAC every day. I only right. take it if I feel I'm at risk because the, uh, COVID is a disease of timing. And depending on when you know you have it or 
is when you could probably catch it and 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 and, and defeat it early. And knack is something like if you think you may be coming down with something, you want to jump on some knack because knack um, is uh, okay. So let, let me go through the the uh, physiology. So so when COVID hits the ACE2 receptor in the cells, it creates what we call a superoxide state. And so that superoxide state um, ravages your epithelial cells down in your lungs. Like it's just ripping it to shreds. And, and so uh, in order to take away that superoxide state, you got to reduce it. And NAC has the ability to reduce the superoxide. And, and if you can catch it early, uh, and take that knack, you can prevent a lot of harmful damage to your mucosa uh, from that. Uh, with knack, knack also uh, is helpful in uh, reducing uh, what we call Van Willebrand factor. Those are the clotting agents that clot your blood. And, and a lot of times with COVID patients, they end up having these blood clots. Uh, so knack is good for that. And then knack is also uh, good for uh, reducing uh, the inflammation that is caused by uh, these sulfur bonds. It, it breaks up the sulfur bonds. That is some incredible stuff, and it's natural. Um, right. And uh, even, you know, some, there's been some great research out of India with it and out of Israel. And, you know, everybody knows it's working, except for the United States is pushing, uh, <laughs> pushing, pushing Pfizer and Moderna. But, but, uh, but so, yeah, the knack, it's good that you – and you are very astute. I can hear uh, what you're talking about. How how you how you talk about to people like you, right? Like when you're measuring your zinc out, and you know how to work, measure your zinc. I'm like, okay, this brother is is on it. So yeah, now, so there, there's, that's what I. Have. Now I'm, I'm, I know you have a lot of callers, so I just got a couple of more things. Right? And I agree with you with that Omicron variant. That you you would want something like that because all the reports that I am reading. This thing is basically, it's a weaker strain. It's not killing nobody. And, you know, that's what you, it, it shows that the body is somehow uh, fighting this thing off. And the only ones I see now, this is the thing that disturbed me. The only ones I see in my neighborhood, the contractors I deal with, the only ones I see coming down with this stuff and testing positive, and I hate to say this, are the ones that so-called think they're fully vaccinated. Now, maybe because they don't wear the mask and they don't do (laughs) the things to avoid these things, but these are the people that are catching it. And, you know, the news media is lying to us. And, and, you know, me, my family, my family, we don't don't have it. We don't – we're seeing the vaccinated people are the ones catching this stuff. And that's why yeah. they're, 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 they're now calling it the pandemic of the vaccinated and want them to take this <laughs> new thing out called the uh, booster. I mean, man, this thing and, – and, and I just got to yeah. leave you with this, Dr. Jefferson. Why are all these doctors reading from the same script? Because I'm about to change doctors again. The, the, every doctor I said, well, look, you're going to have to do this for the team. You're going to have wait, – wait a minute. You see yeah, I come yeah, in yeah, with yeah, a right, negative right. PCR test. Every week, yep. I show you this. Uh, you rather yep. have somebody that's vaccinated come in here that's positive than me that mm-hmm. comes in here negative. Is this mm-hmm. what you want? Because if this is what you want, I need to see another doctor. I don't need you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> so, yep. 
So uh, I'm so, just so glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Kim, it, you know, I'm gonna hang up. But if you could elaborate on this script that they're reading, take one for the team. I mean, really, man, get out of here with that. Yeah, so, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's uncanny how like this just a coordinated. I've never seen like anything like this in in my lifetime. How the media, scientists, the government, uh, and corporations have have really collaborated, and and they're very coordinated in, in this message uh, about the, and, and like you said, the 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 vaccinated are are creating a problem because they have this false sense of security. They thought that the the vaccines were more effective than they they are, and they're not. And they took off their masks. They stopped wearing, wear, uh, washing their hands as much. They're outside, breathing, running, doing whatever they want to do. And the vac and the unvaccinated were, were continually being careful because they know right. they were unvaccinated. And so, <laughs> so, so, and uh, and so this this created a problem. I, I do also want to say that uh, that Omicron, if Omicron is a weaker weaker strand, we don't want to get. COVID for any stretch of the imagination, but right. your natural immunity has to be much stronger than a vaccine could ever be because the vaccine is only exposing you to the spike protein. And whereas your if you if you actually contract the virus, you're being exposed to every protein on the va- the, the virus. And there's four of them. There's M, uh, E, N, and S uh, proteins on the virus and, and on on the virus. And your your body will mount immune responses to all of those, whereas with the vaccine, you only get one. And that's probably why in Africa we are surviving much uh, greater because we didn't get a vaccine, and we just had to fight it naturally like we've been doing since we started as man and woman on this earth. Man, I appreciate your input, brother. Thanks a lot, Elliot and Richard, for bringing on my man again. And I got to find y'all on YouTube again. Some kind of way I cannot find you guys on YouTube, but I used to enjoy those clips that you and Dr. Solomon did. So hopefully you can share that, uh, you know, th- th- that link with us again, man, because uh, I'm trying to find you guys on YouTube. I need some common sense. So Okay, right on, right, right on, brother. Yeah, it's uh, the, web, the YouTube channel is All Our Culture. I typed it uh so under the All Our Culture YouTube, then you would find the um, the Dirty V Car series. Yeah, if you're, uh, I don't know whether you're on uh, in the in uh, online, uh, brother. If you can see it in the chat, you you'll see the link up there. If not, I'll make sure it's posted. Okay, thank you. All right, let's yeah, go. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to release a hot one too coming up in the next uh, week. We, we're going to do a hot one on. Uh, Neuronic uh, uh, acid and and how it can create uh, uh, more. Information. This is not necessarily COVID related, but it's it's dealing with uh, meat and dairy disease and how how that can create problems and wreak havoc in our bodies. So that so stay tuned for that one. Okay, all right. And I'm not, are we going uh, coming down stretch because I know that uh, that uh, we coming up on time. But oh, let me yeah, yeah. let me go to six four six six four six. I know you want to come and jump back in when uh, when I was second. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, how the both of the doctors doing? I just wanted to um ask in regards to the vaccination. I've heard that they're working on a plant based vaccination, but I'm also wondering are uh, 
they working on anything to basically cure this um this virus because like I said earlier, we here in New York, I've under the assumption based on what I've read, that they're going to start arresting people and jailing them for those that have not took the um the vaccination. I mean, that's that that to me is most disturbing. And in, in, in the three years that this has been going on, all everybody is talking about is vaccination, 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 but nobody's talking about putting forward a product to, let's say somebody gets the virus, to cure the virus, to make it so that the person doesn't die. Because the reality is this, and a perfect example I saw happen this weekend. People who have gotten the vaccination, like NBA players and others, are now catching the virus, and the only thing that's not happening is they're not dying, and it seems like everybody's damn near elated because they're not dying. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what's bugging me out. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Um, uh, as far as uh, the protein base, I did, excuse me, the plant base, uh, that's the Med Cali that I mentioned. Uh, let's, you know, stay tuned for that one. I, I, I'll look and see where we are on development of it, it should be coming out within the next, I would say, three months. But I want to see where they are with um, with their data. Um, and, again, the, with the coordinated effort of the government for Pfizer and Moderna, a lot of these companies are getting uh, suppressed in um, getting emergency youth authorization. Um, the other thing I want to say, you mentioned a cure. There, there's really no cure. There's really no cure for any virus. But um, but there there is something that, they don't seem to want to tell you in the news. Um, and uh, it's the, the monoclonal antibodies that you can take. Say if you, if you feel like you have COVID and you catch it and you, you, you catch yourself early, oh, I think I may have COVID. If you can get a hold to a monoclonal antibody that, um, that is, is just as effective uh, in preventing uh, long-term death and like serious side effects, um, so think about those too, uh, you, you know, when you, when you, when because they don't talk about those enough in the media. Yeah, the, but the monoclonal my, my, antibodies. And what and what are they? And and, and the question would be, um, why why don't they? Because one would think that if you're pushing a vaccination based on the simple fact that you won't die. Mm-hmm. Why, if there's something else that is just as good, why why are they not talking about that? Is it that the pharmaceutical companies can't make as much money on that as they can on these these vaccinations? Because, like you said, it seems like Johnson and Johnson may be out of the game. Yeah, they're pushing them out. Uh, uh, first, I, I'll go into I'll tell you one is called uh, Bam Lam. Bamlanivir. It's a it's a mouth it's a tongue twister, but I'll spell it. B as in boy, A as in alphabet, M as in Mary, L as in Lima, A as in alphabet, N as in Nancy, I, B as in victory, I as in Ike, M as in Mary, A as in alphabet, B as in boy. 
So that that's a monoclonal antibody. Like, and I would tell anybody, and I know I would. Like, if I ever felt like I was coming down with COVID, and I feel like, okay, well, NAC is not enough, and you know, zinc is not enough. I'm, I'm feeling some symptoms hard. I would, um, I would. That my next move would be to go for a monoclonal antibody. Um, that's on the market. And where do you get that from? Uh, you can get it from your doctor. Your doctor will tell you. Just say, like, I want the anti- monoclonal antibody for. Um, for COVID. And, hey, and, hey, and listen, let me tell you, these doctors. There's a few of them, the too. Time, I, I just mentioned one. Yeah, I remember the time I asked my doctor for ivermectin. Mm-hmm. And my doctor told me, no. He said, I'm not, I'm not prescribing that because I lose my, I lose my license. I just laughed. I didn't even say anything to him because. <laughs> I know I was going to get into it with the old fool. And, yeah. you know, he had to prescribe something for me for something else. And I didn't mm. want him to get his mind fizzled. But, mm. you know, they got, it's just like, I'll leave it on this note. You remember when Joe Rogan and I think someone else got the virus and they used ivermectin and how the media attacked them on such a serious level in the manner in which they did because, they said that they took ivermectin and, um, you know, they was able to beat the, the virus. It's, it's crazy, bro. It's really crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. You know, I, I, I want to say one, one thing, too, about the, 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 uh, the vaccines, to me, and, and, and this is a commentary and not scientific, <laughs> you know, at one time, uh, the, when America was at crisis, they created the, the World War II, and we, we had to fight, and we got all this money together to buy weapons, you know, and it saved the economy. And, and, and here, America is in financial crisis again, and there's a public-to-private partnership with Pfizer and Moderna. They can funnel in money from uh, our taxpayer dollars into um, making, uh, making these vaccines, and they can uh, begin to help stimulate more of the economy. I think a, a lot of it has to do with that. Um, and then some other reasons that I, that I mentioned before, but uh, it's just really uncanny, this coordinated uh, effort that they're, they're making to push this on the people without considering anything else um, and, 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 and really not considering real science. And yet they say, trust the science. And there's, there's nothing scientific about that. Hey, thanks for your call, brother. Thank you, brother. Talk to you. Uh, Dr. Salmon. Uh, Professor Jefferson, I want to thank you for being with us. Well, let me see. You got time for one more if they want to get involved? Yes, uh, we do. Let's, let's go yeah, to step, you do too. Okay. Oberlin, Oberlin, Ohio. Hey, how you doing? Great, great. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have too much time. Um, I just want to say thank you for um, clearing up about that spike protein because, honestly, that kind of was – did kind of linger in the back of my head that it was not in, um, infectious. I'm glad that you cleared that up. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, thank you. Thanks uh, for your contribution. Uh, let me. I let was me. born in Ohio. <laughs> okay. Let's <laughs> let's go to uh, four six nine four six nine. A question for our guest. Uh, yes, actually, I wanted to get a contact number for both of them. I listened to KTSU on Saturday. Every Saturday, they have a great program. However, they keep pushing. Vaccine, 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 
without looking at all any of the alternatives. Mm-hmm. And the program director basically stated that she had, she did not know anyone else who can give an alternative viewpoint. And I know that mm-hmm. she was lying. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to do, because our people need to have alternatives, not just one side. Now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to get the vaccine, but for those people who are going to do it, I don't tell people don't do it. But what mm-hmm. we need is we need the information. We need the information yes. so that if you decide that you're going to get the vaccine or not, then mm-hmm. you have two sides to look at, and then you can determine whether or not it would be valid for you to get the vaccine or you go a different direction, if that yes. makes sense. Yeah, that make, makes a lot so, of sense. So yeah. what I would like to do, if I may, is to get the number of both of you all, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure that this program director uh, in, in at KTSU in mm-hmm. Houston receives that so mm-hmm. that she can reach out to you all and get you all on her show. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, so we'll we'll send you, uh, Dr. Solomon, can you put uh, our email address in there, and then we'll coordinate uh, to give you our number, because we, I, you know, there's a lot of deep state that's, that's really after us, so we, we can't uh, say a number. I understand. <laughs> I understand. How, how, uh, how can, can I get it from from your website? Um, it's, uh, no, no, we're, we're going to give it to you, like, but just just give us an email, and then we'll contact you, and then, and then we'll talk. Like just like uh, I did with uh, Brother Booker, we we will contact you because this is uh, very important uh, what you're saying, and that's what uh, Time for Awakening does. We're trying to awaken people, and and we're 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 more than happy to to do that for you, uh, brother. So so we'll we'll okay, get in touch. Thank with you so much. Uh, uh, go go ahead, Doctor Zalman. Uh, we can you can give us your email address, or I put it on the chat. Our email address: allourculture at gmail dot com. So. Um, let us know. Oh, yeah. What was, uh-huh. what was that again? Uh, well, I tell you what. Can I go out to your website, Elliot, and get that? Yeah. Well, listen. I'll make sure. Uh, send me an email, and I'll make or, sure that you get it. Can, well, this is Kevin Prince. I was the one who sent you the video. Oh, well, good. I'll make sure that you get yeah. it. Can, can I'll you send it to you this evening. To me. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Thanks for your call. Uh, Dr. Solomon, Professor Jefferson, thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, it's always valuable information and good conversation when you come on. And our people need this information. Yeah, it was, this is wonderful what you do. I, I was just telling Dr. Solomon, I, I was going through uh, your website and the article that you wrote, uh, well, that you posted uh, regarding Ethiopia and uh, Eritrea and Ella Baker. I mean, your your journalism is impeccable, and it's just an honor for us. I, mean, I, I was really just kind of like uh, that, saying, "That's Dr. not Solomon, no, that's not that's not me." I take credit for that. That's but, some. But of, you guys, but you posted it. I mean, you you you're you're putting this information out to people, and it's so important what what you what Time for Awakening is doing. Uh, we can we just can't sleep and take you for granted, and we appreciate uh, what you and Brother Richard are doing. Yes. It's really an honor to be here. I read that article and I was really, I felt really happy 
uh, to see that coverage actually in a such a beautiful way. Yeah, and that, it's an that, honor to be here. <laughs> that was one of our guests that wrote that. I'll make sure that he uh, he uh, understands that you both gave him accolades. Yes, yes. Uh, before we leave, uh, Professor Jefferson, give me that uh, the, with the kerosen and how many, uh, what is that, milligrams or whatever should I get? And I don't even know whether uh, I'm pronouncing it right, saying milligrams. But what what is the those? No, you 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 said it right. I'm going to go right to to the. Hold it one second. Okay. And Dr. Solomon, uh, the next time that you're with us, uh, I wanted to kind of talk with you about um, uh, some of our sisters that have that have spoken with you and, and, uh, and what they feel in reference to what has been happening, uh, shots to their children, things of that nature, yes. because that's some of the things that, that, uh, that we don't really talk about. We might talk about it from our perspective, but we need to know how the sisters yes. feel about what's going on. Yeah, there was a, a, a hopefully by that time, the study that now that, uh, I think the FDA or the NIH funded, because there's a lot of, thousands of women are reporting change in their menstruation so they're studying they're studying why that's happening because of the vaccine so they're like what's happening you know we reported it here before yes Uh, even the they they warned people not to take it and now they're seeing those changes so they're they're doing a a trial why that's happening uh so hopefully those studies are gonna come out Yeah, well, maybe the next time that you you both are yes. on, we can we can talk about some of that. Definitely, definitely, right. and uh, that clinical study they're doing on infants from two to five years old uh, that are recently coming out as well. They're where they're saying two boosters are not working for them, so we have to give them three. You wonder like what's happening. <laughs> so there's a lot to talk about. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, listen, I want to th- and I and I got that uh, uh, message, uh, Professor Jepson. Oh, good, good, good. Listen, good. We, we're going to talk soon. Uh, maybe uh, maybe about a month of February or whatever, we'll get you back on and, and uh, talk about this discussion again. Uh, yes. And hopefully things will be a little bit different by then, but I don't know. Yeah, I hope so too, Brother <laughs> Elliot. Yes, indeed. We'll talk soon. Thank both of you. Running, running out Thank of Greek you. alphabets, I know that. <laughs> talk, talk to you later. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Before we leave tonight, um, you know what? Let me. I, I just want to share this with uh, the listening audience too, because um, when we talk about uh, vaccines and things of that nature, and you start looking uh, at the origins of these things here, they always give uh, other people credit. And when I say other people, uh, the European brethren credit for introducing the ideals of vaccines on this continent. Um, a lot of the pandemics that happened here early, whether it was smallpox or things of that nature, were brought here by Europeans. And some of the native population, a lot of the native population was not prepared for it. And uh, that killed people in mass, whether you're talking about in the islands, whether you're talking about in South America, or whether you're talking about in this North American continent. It killed a lot of the native population in mass because they were not prepared what they, what they were going to run into and was introduced by Europeans. But let me share something with you because about the ideal of vaccines. And this is something you can share with your children. And it can easily be researched. 
uh, and I'll use the the European name that he was given because I don't know his the, uh, the elders the ancestors' name. Onesimus, and uh, they have a range here from sixteen late sixteen hundreds to the early seventeen hundreds. Was an African man who was instrumental in the mitigation of the impact of smallpox outbreak in Boston, Massachusetts. His birth name is unknown. He was enslaved and in 1706 was given to New England minister Cotton Mather, who renamed him Onesimus. Onesimus introduced Mather to the principle and procedure of inoculations to prevent disease, which laid the foundation for the development of vaccines. After a smallpox, smallpox outbreak in Boston in 1721, Mather used this knowledge to advocate for inoculation of the population, a practice that eventually spread to the other 13 colonies. In 1716 or shortly before, Onesimus had described to Mather the procedure of inoculations that had been performed on him and others in his society in Africa. Mather reported it in a letter. Uh, the letter was entitled, People Take the Juice of Smallpox, Cut the Skin, and Put in a Drop. The variolation method of inoculations was long practiced in Africa among sub-Saharan people. The practice was widespread among enslaved colonial people from many regions of Africa and throughout the slave trade in the Americas. Slave communities continued the practice of inoculations despite their regional origin. Mather followed once of his medical advice. Additionally, Mather believed that disease, specifically, specifically smallpox, was spiritual and a physical punishment, so he saw a cure as God's provincial gift as well as a means of receiving recognition from New England society and establishing influence in politics. Mather, in 1716, wrote a letter to the Royal Society of London uh, inquiring of my Negro man, Wonsimus, who was a pretty intelligent fellow, whether he ever had smallpox, and he answered yes and no and then told me that he had undergone an operation which had given him, uh, which was given to him a small do uh, portion of smallpox and forever preserve him from it, adding it was once often used among his people and whithersoever who had courage to use it. He was free from the fear of the contagion. He described the operation to me and showed me the scar on his arm. When Boston experienced a smallpox outbreak in 1721, Mather promoted inoculations as a protection against it, citing Onesimus as the source of the procedure. His advocacy for inoculations meant resistance uh, from the suspicious uh, among uh, Europeans of African medicine. Doctors, ministers, laymen, Boston city officials argued that the practice of inoculation, inoculating healthy individuals, would spread the disease. Although Mather was 
ridiculed publicly for relying on the testimony of a slave, it was commonly anticipated that enslaved Africans would attempt to overthrow the white society. Therefore, the medical wisdom of Onesimus was met with severe mistrust and assumed to be a ploy to poison white citizens. Nonetheless, a physician, uh, Zabiel Boyston, carried out the method Onesimus had described, which invoked sticking a needle into a pustule from an infected person's body and scraping the infected needle across a healthy person's skin. Dr. Boyston first inoculated his six-year-old son and two of his slaves. A total of 280 individuals were introduced during the 1721-22 year of Boston's smallpox epidemic. The population of the 280 inoculated patients experienced only six deaths compared to 900 deaths among the 5,889 non-inoculated smallpox patients. An inscription on the tomb identifies Boyston as the first to have introduced the practice of inoculation in America. Zabio Boyston in 1721, Benjamin Franklin in 1759, and Edward Jenner in 1796 was supposedly the first to inoculate people in the United States. So that's just something that uh, that you can show your children, teach your children that th- this whole idea of a vaccine came from the mind of Africans or our ancestors that was here and taught it to Europeans. That's not a fantasy. That's not a fallacy. That's fact. Before we leave tonight, I want to give the lineup for time for an awakening media. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, African Perspectives with Brother Oshi. Uh, I guess Brother Oshi will be back. He uh, had a little illness, uh, and hopefully live programming will be back this week. Uh, we'll see. That's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., always interesting guests and conversation on African Perspectives. That's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Later on, Monday evenings from 6 to 8, uh, from 8 to 9, I'm sorry, Black Therapy Central, with host Dr. Maria Kanban and, and uh Dr. Kamal Kanban, now both of them <laughs> has repatriated to Africa and their program hasn't been live for two weeks. So I got to uh, reach out to them because I know they want to keep uh, and start things back up. So uh, it might be live tomorrow, it might not, but I'll keep you abreast of what's going on. On Tuesday from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Wednesday, uh, it's our time, the Black Farmers Program from 8 to 9. That's the West Georgia Cooperative. And from 9 to 10, uh, the Black Agenda Project with Dr. David Muhammad as host. On Fridays, Time for an Awakening is back from 8 until. And then Saturdays from 7 to 9, the Elders of Sankofa. And that's from 7 to 9 on Saturday evenings. I want to thank everybody for listening to the program this evening. Lively discussion. As always, and we'll be back on Friday, Lord willing, to continue on this path towards an awakening. Peace. If you're driving through the country on a lazy afternoon, 
Children. 